Oh, I am not answering that. Welcome to Heal and Grow with Nikki. I'm your host, Nikki Kraminga Hill. Here we talk about everything grief, hope, illness, work, family, tragedy, possibilities, fun stuff, and not so fun stuff. It's all on the table. Let's take a look at our lives and work to heal and grow together. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, loves. Welcome back to the Heal and Grow with Nikki podcast. I am your host, Nikki Kraminga Hill, and I am so glad that you came back for another week. Before I get going on this week's episode, I just have to apologize for last week's audio issues. I would love to be able to blame my staff on that, but alas, there is no staff. I am the staff, so that was operator error. Oh well, I'm going to keep on trying. So, so far in all of my episodes, I've shared with you some type of personal story, and I've tried to wrap it up in a cute little heal and grow bow with some life lesson attached. And this week's episode is going to be a little bit different in that I have neither healed nor grown for what I'm about to talk about. Today, we are talking about telephonophobia, which is essentially avoiding the phone at all costs, which is what I do. A quick wiki search tells me that telephone phobia, which is also called telephonophobia and telephobia and phone phobia, is the reluctance or fear of making or taking phone calls, literally the fear of telephones. It is considered to be a type of social phobia or social anxiety. Okay, so let's let's talk about it. My phone phobia is something that I don't really like to talk about because I'm actually pretty ashamed and embarrassed by it. And I know that the shame and the embarrassment are doing absolutely nothing for me, but that's how I feel. I've talked to a couple people about it, but I've mostly just joked around about it with friends like, don't call me, okay? <laughs> but it's actually a pretty serious issue for me, and I guess I'm going to talk about it now with all of you. So I don't really know when my fear of making and taking phone calls started. Like many of you, I grew up where we only had a phone. We didn't have email or texting or any other ways to communicate really besides letter writing. So everything was done by the telephone. And I didn't really have any issues with that when I was younger. I've, I've never really liked making phone calls, but I certainly haven't had a problem taking a phone call. And so I'm not really sure how this started. Something changed somewhere down along, along the line. Maybe it was the invention of the smartphone. I think maybe part of it is a time-saving issue. Calls can take a really long time just because you end up chatting usually with the person you're speaking with. And texts and emails are usually short and sweet and concise and get to the point. And that's how I like my communication to be. I think another part of it is that there's just so many different ways to communicate now. I get overwhelmed with all of the options that we have. And so I just want to take phone calls completely off the table and 
stick to texts or emails or in person. I would much rather be in person with you than talking with you on the phone. I think another part of it is that I'm not really an auditory learner. I learn mostly by reading and writing. I also learn visually. So when I'm on the phone with someone, it just kind of sounds like a jumble of words to me. I don't mind FaceTime. I don't mind Skype or Zoom or any sort of face-to-face, even if that's on the computer. But that's also visual. It's, it's when it's auditory only that I have a very difficult time with. And obviously, I think that it's a part of my anxiety disorder. I think it also might be a part of myalgic encephalomyelitis, which is also chronic fatigue, which I have, or maybe even the fibromyalgia. It's just that I get worn out really, really easily. And one of the ways I get worn out is through phone calls. And because there's so many other ways to communicate, I just don't want to be on the phone. Just in case I haven't mentioned that a thousand times yet, I don't want to be on the phone. So if someone calls and leaves a message and they ask me to call them back, it typically takes me at least a week to get up the courage or the gumption or whatever you want to call it. It takes me at least a week to call somebody back. And I absolutely hate this. I know that it's rude on my part. I know that people are waiting for a communication from me and I hate that they're waiting. But in the meantime, I'm I'm panicking over making this telephone call. If I think that I can respond via text or email, I do. But many times the person just wants to talk and I want to honor that and respect them. But it takes me a long time to get back to people. So I want to just own up to that, that I I realize that I am coming across as rude and insensitive sometimes. And I never, ever want to do that. I'm not a rude person. I'm not insensitive. But if someone is expecting phone communication from me, it just takes me a really, really long time to do it. The flip side of this is I don't understand why some companies and some people will only do phone calls. When there are so many other options, why do you have to do a phone call with me? It really, it really annoys me that there are some places that will only communicate this way. I know I've said that a thousand times, but I really, I just can't reiterate it enough. If you are only doing phone, please add something else. Please add texting. Please add email. Please add Zoom or something like that. Because even though I don't talk about this very often, I know that there are a lot of people out there that are like me and we're embarrassed so we don't share it. But if you could just add another form of communication that would make it acceptable for me to get back to you in that way instead of the phone, that would be amazing. I don't understand why I can't always schedule things online. The only time that I feel like it matters to talk on the phone is when you're making a medical appointment for the first time or something like that. They they want to talk to you on the phone and I get that. But most of the time I should be able to schedule things online. And if I can't schedule online with you, I don't use you as a business. I'm just throwing that out there. I suppose it's my loss and not yours, but I do not do business with people that I can't schedule online with. That's just the way it is. 
I, when I am getting my hair done or if I have some type of appointment that I do every three or four months, like hair or doctor or something, the one way that I avoid making a telephone call is that I make the appointment, I make the next appointment at the end of the current appointment. And that saves me so much stress. That's just a little trick from me to you in case you haven't done that yet. That's something that has worked really well for me. And I'm about to start a a new job where I will have to use the phone. Now, I don't have to use it very often, but I will have to make and take phone calls. And not doing that could jeopardize my job. So I have to get over this or get through it or process it or whatever it is. I really, really need to start dealing with this problem instead of hiding from it. So I'm just wondering, for all of you out there that have the same issue as I do, how do you cope with this? I'm thinking about maybe doing some hypnosis. I'm sure there's someone out there that deals specifically with telephone phobia. I just haven't, you know, gone to the Google machine to do it yet. But I'm really wondering how I could get some help in this. So if you have any resources any insight, any advice for me on this subject, I would love it. Okay. Like I said, I can't really wrap that up into a little bow. I haven't, I haven't grown (laughs) nor, nor healed from this. Maybe it's something I talked to my therapist about. I'm sure, I'm sure she could probably help. I've just never brought it up because I don't like to talk about it. A couple updates for you from previous episodes, or just one, I suppose. I did my two speaking engagements at my networking organization that I belong to, Polka Dot Powerhouse. I did them a couple of weeks ago. It was two separate meetings with the same talk at both, and it went really, really well. I loved it so much. It was about a 20 minute long talk and now I'm expanding it to 45 minutes and an hour so that I can do keynotes for with different time frames. So I just loved it so much. If you're one of my dot sisters, thank you for being so warm and welcoming and compassionate with me. The first time I did the talk, I really wasn't feeling well, so I decided to sit down, which I would never do a talk sitting down except that I did, and it actually was fine, and it was no big deal at all. So thank you for that. I also did a 5K with Brighter Days in Eden Prairie last weekend. I've talked about Brighter Days before, and it was so wonderful. Really, please check out this resource if you're grieving at all, if you're dealing with any kind of death, if you need help, please reach out to them. And while I was there... I met Pat Miles. Now, if you are from the Twin Cities area and you're about my age, I'm guessing you recognize the name Pat Miles. She was co-anchor with Don Shelby on WCCO when I was a little girl, and I thought she was a total celebrity. And she was at this 5K, and she was selling her book that I purchased. It's called Before All Is Said and Done, and I'm going to link in the episode comments here. But it's, I've just started it. It's an incredible book about how 
Um, she thought that everything was good to go when she or her husband passed. And then when he passed, she realized they weren't good to go. They didn't have all their affairs in order. And just how she navigated through that. It's really, really interesting. And I hope you could pick it up. And I just started a new little program. Well, it's not really a program, but it's called Buy Me a Coffee. And what you can do, I'll also link this in the comments, is that if you like my work and if it's resonating with you at all, you can go to this link and you can spend one buck, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever, and that money goes to me and I can get a coffee or just, you know, go get some snacks. I really like snacks. Go get some snacks with that money. So thank you for considering that. If you do decide to do that, I'm going to give you a little shout out in the podcast and on my socials. As always, you can get my book on Amazon, and I would love, love, love to come to your book club or your indie bookstore and do a book reading or a book signing. Those are really fun for me. I'd love to meet you. So my book's on Amazon. It's called Things I'm Thinking About, A Daughter's Thoughts on the Loss of Her Mom. I'm ready to do some speaking engagements, so let me know if you need me, and you could check out all the previous podcasts. This is podcast six, I think. That's incredible to me. Six weeks, that's a long time for me to keep doing something. <laughs> so please tell everybody you know about this podcast, even if you don't like it. Do a five-star review or a four-star review, I suppose is okay. Anything that you can do to share the word really helps me a lot, and I appreciate your efforts. I hope you have an incredible week. I hope you had a great Memorial Day, and I will see you soon. Thanks for healing and growing with me today. Mwah.